Praise the Lord, everyone. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. We met on today, as you can probably tell by listening to my voice. This um, allergy and stuff is still working on me. I had never had it hit me this hard before. I've um, really been battling it, but appreciate the prayers, and we are um, doing better than we was, amen, so I'm thankful, amen, for that. We're glad to be uh, in the house of the Lord today. We want to welcome those that are here, welcome those that are watching by means of the live stream. We've got some others that uh, um, that are sick uh, today that's probably watching uh by the live stream that normally are here, and um, we just are praying for God to just uplift and bless each and every one. Um, looking at our um, bulletin today, uh, uh, Ricky McCormick has got a birthday coming up on Wednesday, uh, so we wish him a happy birthday. Amen. And... Uh, that's uh, the only uh, birthday, uh, looks like, that we got. Today is the first um, Sunday in May, so it is what? A missionary Sunday, Mission Sunday. So we want to remember that and prepare for that as we um, uh, give um, for the gospel of Christ. And also, I'd like to mention that the, uh, the home mission work, uh, that uh, is being carried out uh, in uh, Franklin, Kentucky, um, uh, with um, Brother and Sister Kerr being over it, uh, and Cross Point Church. They, it's up and running now, and they've got just about full house people signed up for that program, and we're happy to be uh, uh, supporting that, and we want to pray for those that are in there uh, because. Um, the issues with drugs and all kind of addictions and stuff is very real in this world. Amen. Um, and uh, the devil has got a strong hold on a lot of people in that area. Uh, and we want to be in prayer for this work, that God will bless that work. Amen. We're glad to be supporting it as part of our missions um, um, given. Um, the uh, mother-daughter lunch is going to... Uh, um, to be next uh, uh, Saturday, and um, if you haven't signed up, uh, you need to get that done uh, today before you leave. Uh, the cost is $13 per person. This is something that um, the church has done for several years, mother and daughters during this, so um, remember that because next Sunday is Mother's Day. And we're looking forward uh, to that, the time that we're going to be honoring our, our mothers. And um, one other announcement, uh, I think a lot of people have already connected with this, but thanks to the expertise and the long, believe me, long hours and hard work of Chris, we have got our own app. You go to the app page. And just uh, and download it, and uh, this is where we're going to have connections a whole lot. Uh, I mean, you got to go in there and watch uh, the media. You can look at back services, archives, uh, events that's coming um, 
coming up, and you can even you can do your giving through your phone, through your iPad. Got a place there, guest donations for people who are not members, and member donations. Uh, I've started doing doing this, and it's really simple, really easy. Uh, and um, so if you haven't uh, downloaded that yet, uh, of course, you got to, uh, you got to have a smartphone. A dumb phone won't work. <laughs> I keep saying, you know, I, I, I think I need to go back to the dumb phone because it suits my mind. But this is simple, and if I can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that to you. And we're going to get into our devotion this morning. I just got one scripture that I want to read for our devotion. And we're going to go in a, in, in a book that uh, a lot of people get scared of in the Old Testament. The book of Revelation is the one they get scared of in the New Testament. And the book of Ezekiel, uh, they get scared of in the Old Testament. And uh, not a lot read from that, but there's a scripture in there that God was given some instructions on what to do in going to the house of the Lord. And um, I used this scripture several years ago and preached a sermon from it. And the Spirit of the Lord just hit me this morning as I was praying and uh, for how God was going to lead this service and what to do. And, and this scripture come back to my mind. So I'm going to read it today, Ezekiel chapter 46 um, and verse number 9. But when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in the solemn feast, he that entereth in by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he that entereth in by way of the south gate shall go forth by way of the north gate. Listen to this. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he come in. He shall go forth over against it. God gave me this scripture years ago, and I preached a sermon. Some of you may have been here and remember it. Worship that leads to change. Don't leave the way you came. Hallelujah. God told him, he said, this right here is how I want the people to do. When you come into my temple to worship me, if you come in through the north entrance, I want you to leave the south entrance. And if you come in the south entrance, I want you to leave the north entrance. I don't you I don't do not want nobody leaving the same way they came. And I said, Oh God, the Holy Ghost just got a hold of me. And struck me, hallelujah. You know, a lot of times uh, we don't think about something that we need to think about. We don't just come here to the house of God to, you know, to meet our friends. We don't come here just to worship, but we come here to be changed. 
Hallelujah. We talk about coming to the house of God and expecting something. And that's good. Amen. But how many times do we come expecting for God to change us? Oh, God. Hallelujah. I need to be changed. Hallelujah. Amen. I need to grow in God. Amen. There's some things that need to transpire in my life. There's things that I can only get from God that I get here amongst the people of God. And God says, don't never go. Don't never leave the way you came. I just did that and said all that. I'll never know. (coughs) Must have been the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lord, I look at my life. Where I've been. Where I've come from. And I look at the future and the time that I have and just by normal ways, normal ways seeing, I know I'm not going to live as long as I have lived. I'm 68 year old, soon to be 69 on my next birthday. And I'm not going to live as long as I have lived. I don't know how much time God's going to give me, but Lord, you've done so much for me through Calvary. I look at my life and I examine myself and I says, God, I want to be changed. I want more of Sammy Pruitt ringed out of me so I can get more of the Holy Ghost inside of me. Hallelujah. People say sometimes, oh, I want more of God. I got more of God. Well, do you know to get more of God, you've got to increase the capacity to hold it. Amen. Something else has got to go out for for God to come in. And so God has said, even back under the Old Testament law, never go to my temple and leave the same way you come. Right now, as we get back into worship and let the Holy Ghost move within us, let's expect God to change every one of us in whatever area of our lives we need to be changed. Give him a hand clap. y'all shouting shoes today.
joy when I think about what he's done for me. I hear joy when I think about what he's done for me. I hear joy when I think about what he's done for me. Disappear. 
just not fair. Somebody like me coming here, my voice in bad shape as it already. Start thinking about that when I shout, and I know I'm shouting for a heart that's been washed clean. If I run, I know I'm running from a past that's been redeemed. Oh, glory to God. And the moment Jesus gets a hold of you, you don't know what you'll do. You may shout, you may run, you may leap, you may talk in that unknown tongue. Hallelujah. But I guarantee you, Jesus gets a hold of you, you're going to do something. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to enjoy myself now. I don't know what I do when the anointing lifts, but I'm going to enjoy myself right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is here. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Last Sunday was tremendous. And we said last night we are going to take it, last Sunday we was going to take it by faith that God even healed some cancer. And it looks like that happened. Hallelujah. 
although although Lolita's not here today because she's recovering from the surgery that she had, she sent me a message and told her that uh, they would know for certain when the test results got back, but when after she come out of recovery, the doctor come in and told her, says, don't look like I see no cancer nowhere. So that's one testimony. Brother Chase, you're standing. Go ahead and give us your testimony.
we we talking about what God did last week, see. Amen. He had been taking this one tablet for five years. If he skipped it uh, at all, but just in a, a few hours, he'd be doubled over in pain. And then the uh, the diabetes situation where he was taking the Brevetine, whatever, hadn't taken all week long. I'm going to tell you what, folks. God met with us last week. Come on. Give God praise. and say, what's he going to do next? Hmm? He's already here. We done experienced it. Amen. But let me let me say this. Now we've been we've been rejoicing, shouting, and praising God. But I know there's some burdens and heavy hearts. And the Lord impressed me to um, ask Sister um, Kathy, before service, if they, her and uh, Jerry and Jada would sing this song, The Only Real Peace. There's all kind of trouble. Our mind sometimes just gets bombarded, and we, we don't have any rest mentally. Some of you know what I'm talking about. People in the world... They say, well, if I can go down here and get me a, a bottle of Jack, that to help me. Hmm? But you may kill that bottle of Jack, but the only thing you're going to have different after it's over with, you're going to have a headache on top of your troubles that's still there. Some people will shoot up, take all kind of drugs, everything looking for some peace contentment, happiness. Well, as they come on right now, the only peace that I have, dear Lord, is in you. Sit on. There we go.
that peace touch you today?
The Lord said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world, not as the world's peace, but my peace. Hallelujah. How many is happy for that peace today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Glory. Glory to God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Kind of looks like she got what she needed to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. And guess what? Anybody can. Anybody can. If you leave here not changed, it's your fault. If you leave here with a need, it's your fault. The Spirit of God is here in a mighty way. All we got to do is just open ourselves up to Him. Amen. God is good. And all the time, give Him another hand clap of praise. We're going to worship God in our giving right now. This is, again, Missionary Sunday. Please remember that as you give. Um, you've got several ways to give now uh, with the, the new app, the machine out uh, in the hallway and online through our um, um, website online. So there's all kind of ways to, to give unto the Lord. Let's bow our heads and ask God's blessing on the offering. Father, we come to you today. We thank you, Lord, for your sweet spirit that's here, that you're moving with our midst, and we're excited, God, on what you're doing in the house today. Bless this offering we're about to receive. Bless the gift and the giver. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, let the church say, God bless you as you give.
didn't have no preaching last Sunday. Ronnie was supposed to preach and he didn't get a chance to. So uh, uh, I contacted him the other day. I said, you better plan on the day because I didn't know if I was going to be able to or not. But uh, with, with the Spirit of God moving like it is in the house, I think I could right now. I may pay for it later. But he's going to be ministering today. But let's all stand together and we're going to greet one another in Jesus' name. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. Feels so good being here. It feels so All right, let's clap the hands while you make your way back to your seats. God is good. And all the time, 
We've got we've got a few things still we got to do in the house today. Of course, uh, Ronnie's going to be giving us the word, and we want to pray for God to speak to us through His word and giving us a spirit of revelation. And one thing we're going to do after the message, we're going to have an ordination service today. <clears throat> this has been in the making for a few weeks. They brought it to my attention and wanted me to pray about it and think about it, and I did. And uh, I felt uh, comfort in my spirit to do so. We're going to be ordaining um, uh, Mindy today uh, for um, gospel ministry and teaching the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory. But let me tell you, everybody, this. In this atmosphere, as the Word of God goes forth, if you got anybody who hadn't been born again, given your life total to God, repented of your sins, been baptized in water, listen, the water's back there. Uh, we can baptize you today if you ain't been baptized, if you need a healing touch, whatever. Just be receptive to the Spirit of God as Ronnie gives us the word. Give the Lord a hand clap while we come. Praise the Lord, everyone. I didn't get out of it today. Praise the Lord. Lord had his way last Sunday. Wonderful service, wonderful testimonies we're hearing today already, and so thankful for that. No more testimonies to come. Hallelujah. Just thank the Lord for that. Welcome those watching by means of the live stream this afternoon. Thankful for you to tune in. May the Lord richly bless you today. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to... Uh, get right into our opening text. We're going to go to the book of Galatians, read in chapter 2, verse 20. The book of Galatians 2 and 20, and if you recognize this, it could be if you have one of those little cards of daily devotions, it's on there, it's one of those that's on there, if you happen to recognize or this verse here. Galatians 2 and verse 20 is our going to be our text for Today. And it reads like this I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Being just one verse, we'll read it again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for what you've already done. And now, Father, as I minister the word to your good people, use me as you see fit, Lord. Let the ears and hearts be open and receptive of the word, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That we will not leave here as we as we came. We'll be moved, Lord, to uh, act upon your word, to make a move because of your word that has gone forth. 
For we need it this hour that we live in. I give you praise. I give you glory for all things. For everything is accomplished in your name. The mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. From this text, I want to speak on my image for his. My image for his. We know what it is, what image means, what it stands for. If I, if I were to say the word police officer, immediately an image of a police officer would come in your mind. You'd see a man or woman with a uniform on. If I were to say a soldier, you would think of an individual with a soldier's outfit on. That image comes to your mind if I say that. But we all have an image ourselves as well. We have an image that from a time we're just a little thing and grow up in the high school, there's an image we put forth. There's a certain way we want to be, a certain look that we want to have. There's an image there. But there's also a different image that some get quite early in life and some it takes a little bit longer. And that's his image, Jesus' image. That's, that's when we have changed my image for his. And so I thought about Saul before he became Apostle Paul and how he was on the road to Damascus. And he was known for persecuting the Christians. He was known for putting them in jail, beating them. He was known for being there when Stephen was stoned to death, consenting of it. But he was on the road to Damascus as Saul, and he saw that great light that blinded his eyes and then he was told to go on to Damascus. And the Lord told him in a vision that a man named Ananias was going to come in and heal, touch him and heal him. And Ananias tells the Lord, when the Lord speaks to Ananias, Ananias says, Lord, I know who this is. Ananias knew his image. Ananias knew the image that Saul had. And it wasn't a good one. It was an image of persecution. He, he was doing it in Jerusalem, and now he had the authority to do it in Damascus. And so that was an image that Saul had to get away from. He had a name, he'd become Apostle Paul. And he became more zealous for the kingdom of God once he had the revelation of Jesus within his life. And this image that we have, that we strive for, it, seemed, it was the Lord impressed upon me that this is very much relevant in our day and time. Because the, it, there's, there's an issue of so many people wanting to be different than what they are. They want to be different than how the Lord created them. And I submit to us all today that that is true. They are to be different, but it's going off in the wrong direction. We are all called to be in His image. We are all called to be in the image of Christ. That was preordained from before the beginning of time. And I mean to get into that in the scripture today. But I want to take us back first to creation. And I want to, I want to just reiterate and go over some of the things that are being questioned in our day and time right now because many people say, claim, they were born a certain way. That's what a lot of people claim. But I'm going to take us back to creation. Day six of creation, man and woman, are the crowning achievements of God's creative work. We bear the image of God. And we were assigned dominion over all other created animals and everything that moved on the face of the earth. We alone 
have the ability and are equipped to have a personal relationship with our Creator. We're the, we're the, we're the only ones that God created, not, not the cows and horses and dogs and, and all the other creation, mankind. We were created to have that personal relationship with our Creator. However, when Adam and Eve's disobedience toward God and sin separated that, the devil, just like then in the Garden of Eden, he, he by deception deceived them and caused them to be disobedient, disobedient toward, toward God. That's exactly what he's doing today. It's by deception making people think or feel certain ways about themselves. It's just nothing more than deception because the devil knows in this day and time we're living in that his time is short. And he does not want anybody Man, woman, boy, and girl, no matter what your nationality is, no matter if you're black or white, no, ma no matter where you come from, He does not want you regaining that personal relationship with your Creator. The devil knows that we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. He knows all about it. And he does, he's going to do his very best to, to stop that. Hallelujah. The devil has got a campaign going on right now. He's got a big campaign going on right now that God made a mistake when you were born. He, that God made a mistake when you were born. And you're really the opposite of what you are. If you're a woman, you're a man. And if you're a man, you're a woman. That's the deception that he's putting out and putting forth. And it's going rampant like wildfire. So much the state of Tennessee is even involved in it. It's, it's sad and upsetting when someone feels this way. And when they reach out, like they, whether the case situation may be, when they reach out, they get pushed in the wrong direction. And unfortunately, the direction they go into is if they speak with uh, some government official or some doctor, they tell them they need gender-affirming care because they need to be changed completely. They need to change their image. And that's what they want to do. They want to change from being a man to a woman or a woman to a man and the devil's using that just to be a slap in the face to God Almighty. That's exactly how I see it. It's a slap in the face to God, the Creator, who created them. That's what the devil's using today to try to change creation that God created man in His image. He's trying to use that. It's just a slap in the face to God to be irreverent to the Lord. He knows how impactful that this is to the Creator. Hallelujah. But God had already affirmed every boy and every girl long before they were ever born. <laughs> Just to use their language against them. <laughs> Hallelujah. God had already affirmed it. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. I want to read verse 26, 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27 said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So God created man and woman. He created man and woman. Did it say he made a mistake? Let's look at what verse 31 says. Then God saw that everything he had made and indeed, it was sort of good. It was very good. It was very good, so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. God seen that everything he had made, this was the sixth day. He had already created the day and the night. 
He'd already separated the, the waters from the earth. He already made every animal, every beast. He'd already created these things. Man and woman was his, it was his crowning achievement. And he saw that it was all good, very good. There was no mistake there. So when, when we see the individuals that are feeling like they were born and they should have been born a different way and even calling out and saying, well, God made me this way. I don't know why that I wasn't born the opposite of what I am. Well, there was no mistake. They're just sadly mistaken. And they're sadly being pushed in the wrong direction. And so I don't know how many noticed, uh, heard about it when it come out, but Vanderbilt Hospital was big on the sex changes. And they had put, there was a video, they had a meeting, and somebody had recorded it, and it come out on a, a news, news site that in this meeting, they told how much money Vanderbilt would make, and it was in, it's in the thousands of dollars for these uh, sex changes to be, to, to be had. So it's a, it's a money maker. That's what they care about is making money. And so then the individual that gives the, that's given this is also telling them for the doctors and nurses who have a religious uh, objection to that, that be, be prepared and ready. There's going to be consequences for that. That maybe Vanderbilt is not the place for you. They were ready to persecute them or get, relieve them of their duties, whatever it took, because money was at stake. How many knows that the the love of money is the root of all evil, and that's what that's the road they're going down. So because of this, the state of Tennessee got together a law, and this past March, uh, our governor, Governor Lee, signed signed it in, into law that they were going to protect minors under the age of 18 to not have these sex changes because that's something that's permanent. It can't be undone. It can't be changed once it's done. And, of course, that's made a big uproar and a big stink. The Department of Justice has now got a lawsuit just out last week uh, against our state for, th for this law, so it's going to be tied up in the court system now because they're claiming that they're preventing uh, a man or boy, whatever they claim they want to be, from having gender-affirming care. So it's getting twisted. It's all about the language being twisted around is basically what it amounts to. So they got this lawsuit. Now, it, it's amazing to me that you cannot go get a tattoo until you're 18 years old. Something permanent on your body. Everybody knows that. A tattoo is permanent on your body. you got to be 18 to get one. But, yeah, you can go decide to be, they, uh, be a girl or a boy. You know, something more permanent. Come on now, the state that we're living in. So this is what the devil's doing. The devil's got this warfare going on, and, and I feel for these people who are feeling this way, and they're being led in the wrong direction. And I heard a testimony of a, of a woman, she's now in her 30s, that she regrets at the age of 18 she, she started taking these, these drugs and tried to change her body, had, had uh, surgeries uh, uh, on her body that she now regrets because now... She says that she, in her explanation that she feels top-heavy because she took so many drugs trying to bulk up and build up. She says she hurts and aches all over because she wanted to be a man, and now she regrets it. In her, in her words, it was, she said that she was feeling that way at a vulnerable age, and the community that was there to help her was the trans community, 
and she, she went in that direction. We need to be in the kingdom of God more focused, more looking for those ones who need the image of Jesus Christ in their life. They need they needs the words of encouragement. They need to, to tell them that they were wonderfully and perfectly made by the Creator. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. That's what God told Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You were known before you were in the womb. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. You were known. Hallelujah. Psalms 103. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. We can't change ourselves in that fashion. We don't need to attempt that. If we go against that, we're going to have troubles like this young woman is now having in her life. When you try to force how she was created, that's going to, those kind of things are going to happen. And you know what? I never thought I would live in a country where different, uh, different news articles or different things would be kind of hidden and kept back and only put up what they want you to see. But that's where we live. You know, I used to hear about North Korea and Russia, China. Oh, they, they hide all, you know, different news stuff and, and all that. They only put out what they want their people to see. But I see the United States of America being in the same boat anymore. We're not finding out. So we won't hear about these situations too much unless some of these people stand up like this young woman did. And I pray for this lady. Hallelujah. But we, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So we are created by God. We are created in His image. Trans is more than just a change. It's an image change. That's what they're going for. And that's what I submit to us today is we are supposed to be going for an image change. Every man and woman, boy and girl. We're supposed to be going to an image change of how we are to Jesus Christ. That's the direction we should be going is to, to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I believe God made us with an inner conscience that knows there is a creator. He is a creator and creator of all. Romans chapter 1, begin verse 18. I want to read in the Amplified. For God does not overlook sin, and the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who in their wickedness suppress and strifle the truth. They hide it. They want to overlook it. They want to push it down. Because that which is known about God is evident within them in their inner consciousness, for God made it evident to them. Verse 20, For ever since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His internal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through His workmanship, all His creation, the wonderful things that He has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in Him are without excuse and without defense. That's, that's a hard verse right there. Plainly says, without excuse, without defense. You can, you can try to hide it as much as you want to. You can try to cover it up as much as you want to. But there is a conscience within every man, woman, boy, and girl that knows they were wonderfully made, knows they, they were made perfectly. Hallelujah. They see How many of you travel over have traveled either around the world or just in the United States of America, and you look 
it may be the Grand Canyon or uh, the Arches National Park, and you go to Great Smoky Mountains, and you, you just see the, the majestic nature that God created, and you're in awe of it. But then you need to go look in the mirror and take a look at yourself. You are created in the image of God. Woo, hallelujah. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. God looks at you. He knows what, how great that you are in Him. Hallelujah. He knows what you can accomplish in Him. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. I praise Him. I glorify His name. And the devil's trying to turn it around. He's trying to use it against the Lord in this day and hour that we're living in. Hallelujah. But we have a new image in Jesus Christ. It, for everyone who is born again, received Jesus. We have that new image. And that image is Jesus. If we feel like that, well, I've been repented and I've been baptized, but I'm not really, I'm not seeing the move like I thought I'd see. I'm not feeling like I thought I, I would see it and feel it. Well, there's an image of Jesus that you've got to put on. Come on. You've got to shun some things. You've been forgiven of the sin when you go down in the water in the, in the baptismal pool. You go down a sinner and come up a new creation in Christ. You come up a new spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. So you have to be born again, a new creation. So we have to work to, to force out that old man, put that old man off and put on the new man. The, that spiritual man, hallelujah, in Jesus Christ. If you want to see a move within your life and your walk with Jesus, you need to be focused more on His image than your image. We've got to get away from our image that we have. Hallelujah. Too many, too many people in the world, especially Christian people, want to hold on to the image they had when they come to Christ. We got to get rid of that image. We got to not worry about that image anymore. We have got to worry about his image. He died for us. He went to the cross for us. He shed his blood so we can be healed. We rejoice in him today for the, for the testimonies of the healings that have taken place. But we should be focused on being on his, on finding his image, letting his image be what others see. Or others who look at you on your daily walk, whether you're on your job, wherever you may be. Do they see your image of how you were? Let's say just um, someone who rides a motorcycle. They're known for putting on all the leather, leather gear, uh, having a tough man image, you know, riding a motorcycle. That's the image they see. If you see somebody, which you don't necessarily see, I see Jesus right there. We have got to see and let others see Jesus through us. They may be looking at our physical being, but they need to see Jesus by our mannerism, by our actions, by our talk, by our walk. They need to see the image of Jesus in us. We are to be putting on His image today. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, do not lie to one another. Don't live a lie. Don't live a lie. If you've, been, if you've repented, you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, you claim to, you, you've got a spiritual, person, a spiritual man or woman that's now living in you in Jesus Christ, act like it. Don't live a lie. Act like you've got a new man. Put off that old man. Put off his old things that you used to do. Hallelujah. 
It's not to say that it's the easiest thing in the world to do, but every step you take in that new man walk, that new spiritual walk, Jesus is going to be right there helping you right along. It's easy to stay in the flesh and stay in that old man and get up and do the same old routine you've done day in, day out, stay with the same old group that you used to hang out with, keep hanging out with them because we don't want to hurt any feelings. We don't want to tell nobody, I, I can, I, that's not me anymore. I'm not doing that no more. I'm staying away from that. The best way for you to put off the old man in your life is to stay away from him. It should have been left down here. in the Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. You've got to walk away from this stuff. It even goes, with, no matter what, if we're in our job, when I'm at my job and I hear the conversations that's going on and there's some jokes being told that I know ain't uplifting the Lord and most of them, ain't none of them got Jesus in it, i got to walk away. And I definitely don't laugh at it. I definitely don't partake in it. I walk away from that mess because I'm, I'm trying to represent Jesus. I'm trying to let the image of Jesus be shown in my life, so I'm going to walk away from that. I'm not going to be complicit in it. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 10 said, And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Woo, hallelujah. Renewed in knowledge. So you're going to re- your, your knowledge and the truth that Jesus has is going to be shown in you in this new walk that you have in Him according to the image of Him who created Him. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 29. For whom He foreknew. For Him He foreknew. He knew us before, like I said, before the beginning of time. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son that He might be the first born among many brethren Jesus was the firstborn, and God knew he foreknew me and you and knew that we, we were going to have the image of Jesus Christ hallelujah in our lives glory to the name of the Lord whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that, that is a blessing right there to know that we can take on the image of Jesus Christ he was the firstborn of that hallelujah glory to the name of the Lord I praise and glorify his name hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah 1 John 3 and 2 we have something greater to look forward to we have something so much greater to look forward to we have a reason to persevere and continue to shed the old man and walk in the the spirit. We have a reason today to keep moving for Jesus. We have a reason today to let his image come forth through us. Hallelujah. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, because for we shall see him as he is. You're not going to be able to see Jesus how he is unless you put, have put on his image. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. We had to put on his image to see him like he is. And that's how we'll know that we're like him because we're going to see him as he is one day. Hallelujah. He is coming home for his church. Hallelujah. He's coming home for those who have strived and made every effort to walk in that spiritual man and not in the the earthly man, the old man that should have been done away with. So we need to always be, be we need to always be expecting our image to be changed like Jesus Christ. So many times we get tired and upset of getting pushed around and getting beat up. 
I've, I've explained it before in a job I had. I feel like I got tire tracks on my back because my truck is so slow that people run over me all the time. Because I, I drive a truck that I got to constantly let out of it and let people go because you know what? People are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to drive how they're going to drive. So it feels like I got to constantly just let out and have tire tracks all over me. But I have to do that in an effort to just be safe and get to my destination. I've got to do that. I've got to just let people go. I've got to keep myself safe and that equipment safe to get to my destination. As children of God, we've got to sometimes walk away from things that need to be walked away from. Sometimes we can't use the language that we used to use when someone upsets us. We've got to walk away from it. Come on now. We've got, to, we've got to promote that image of Jesus within our life. Well, that makes me feel like I'm a nobody and, I, and I ain't, I, you know, I'm just a pushover. No, you have strength in Jesus Christ because you're showing His image within your life when you allow that to happen. That's what you're showing and that's going to be taken notice of. Hallelujah. It's going to be taken notice of. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That was 1 John 3 and 2. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The last verse that I have for us today, Scripture, is 1 Corinthians 15. And we're going to read, start in verse 45. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became as life-given spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth made of dust. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. Oh, hallelujah. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, now listen, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of the dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. I'm thankful for that today. That should give you hope and encouragement today. Hallelujah. We have bared this image of the man of the dust. One day, this body is going to go back to the dust. It's going to return to the dust. But there, because I have asked the Lord to forgive us of my sin, and I have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sin, a spiritual man was born. And that spiritual man should be the image that I want projected and proceed from everybody who sees me. I don't want to, I want them to, to question, well, I remember running from back then, but now he's totally different. Just like I mentioned Saul in the beginning. Saul was one way, and now he's different. So that's how people should view us and look at us. And if folks aren't viewing and looking at us that way, we need to be wondering and asking ourselves, am I putting out the correct image of Jesus Christ in my life? Let's all stand this afternoon if Pastor comes back up and gets a song. We're here to pray with anyone, but think of the think of this today. My image for His. We've got to continue to walk away from our image and everything that it entails, and constantly be having the image of Jesus Christ put on our lives. If you need prayer for anything, we are here to pray with you today. If you want to come up and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin, and you want to be baptized in the mighty name of Jesus, maybe you've never been baptized. And you, want, and you want to make that commitment today and begin your spiritual walk and have the, Jesus Christ's image start coming through you. We're here to help pray with you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
You can be seated for right now. That was a great message. We all need to be concerned about what kind of image that we put on. I can, even though it's been a long time, I lost a lot of my memory. I can remember back in the day when I was a teenager, there was a certain image I had to project. And uh, before I left the house to go to school, putting one um, hair on my head would be out of place, you know. Uh, now I don't have any put in place. <laughs> More shiny than anything else. But we need to be that concerned about projecting the image of God. I appreciate that message. And I just feel like saying this, church. Um, I hope you realize how blessed uh, that we are by the Word of God that comes from this podium. Um, I, I've been I've been watching and listening a lot, and this message that he preached today shows it too. That when you come, you can you can be guaranteed you're going to hear not just preaching about something that happened two or three thousand years ago, but things that are going on in society. I heard something the other day that really shook my mind. Uh, you know, we have been fighting Roe v. Wade for years and years, and praise God that uh, it was it was finally overturned. Didn't say that abortion there's abortion still going on in certain parts of the land, but Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I found out something the other other day that that. That weekend, right after that was overturned, when y'all come here, when you come to church, you heard about it. We rejoiced about it. But I heard it say that 90% of evangelical pastors, and that includes Pentecostals, 
didn't even mention it behind the pulpit in their church. I tell you what, I couldn't go nowhere and sit under nobody don't don't preach about what's going on right here in the here and now. Oh, and it ain't just the issue of, of male and female. What is it now? The last I heard, they say there's about 58 different possible possible genders. Huh? I mean, you you can't. I went to the doctor's office one time and I was filling out the application and everything. And uh, which which one of the genders do you identify yourself as? I didn't know there was but two. That's what he read a while ago, male or female. What else is there? Amen. And what he brought out was so beautifully done. Uh, If you're a parent that's got a small kid, listen to me. In this crazy, mixed-up United States that we're in right now, you may send little Susie off to school, but she'll either come out Come back, little Joe. I I heard again on, on some news there, there was somebody in the other state, a school teacher and, and the people in the school was given an elementary child changer, uh, ginger changing drugs with not letting the parents know about it. See, it used to be that they was going out and getting abortions. Not letting the parents know about it. But now, folks, you talk about a mixed up world. We're in it. Jesus Christ has got to come soon. He's got to come soon. Hallelujah. We are going to do, before we dismiss a... Sister Mindy, you want to come down here first? She um, feels a definite call of God on her life. And um, I have been uh, watching her and uh, Chase as well. And not just with my natural eyes, but the eyes um, of the Spirit of God. And uh, I know God has got something special for them. And we want to do our part to help them grow and achieve what God has called them to do. I am fully, yeah, you can go ahead and sit down. That's not the most comfortable seat in the house probably. Uh, (laughs) I know, I know in my spirit I'll say the same thing by her and Chase as I did Brother Drew uh, when he and Ruth come. I said, we're not going to keep them long. And uh, I know that somewhere down the road, God is preparing something very powerful for them. And I know we won't keep keep them with us always. Not because we don't want them, but uh, God's got a plan in their life, and um, I'm 
I was going to ask Brother Bobby to come up here, if he will, with me. Brother Douglas, Brother Kyle is not here, Ronnie. Um, you're an ordained minister. I got some scriptures first before we pray, sis. That uh, these are special scriptures. Uh, I've ordained other other people, but these are some special scriptures that I'm, I'm giving to you directly from God. Uh, first of all, in, in the book of Corinthians, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Or do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret it? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show unto you a more excellent way. And from there, I'm going to Ephesians. I commission you, says, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And there will be some evil days ahead. And having done all to stand, stand, Stand I for, I call upon you, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always and with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. And then finally, for the final scripture before we pray, Brother Chase, I'd like you to come up here and stand. I'm using my phone because I'm going to use a, uh, a newer translation um, that uh, 
the words really stuck in my spirit, especially for you in this ordination. We all will, even though the words are different, you're going to recognize where I'm reading from. This is the main charge where we um, uh, call forth people and send them out. I solemnly call on you in the presence of God and all the witnesses here of this body in Christ Jesus, who is one day going to judge those who are living and those who are dead. Jesus will eventually rule over this world. Sis, I want you to be ready to proclaim the word in season, out of season. Point out errors, warn people, but encourage them and love them. Be very patient when you teach. A time will come when people will not listen to accurate teachings. Instead, they will follow their own desires and surround themselves with teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. People will refuse to listen to the truth and turn to myths and fables. But you must keep a clear head in everything. Endure suffering, and there will be some suffering. Do the work of an evangelist and a missionary to go anywhere God by his spirit sends you. Devote yourself completely to the work that God alone has called you to. Sis, are you ready to take on this calling and this responsibility? We all know that anointing is already on you. But when the elders and the deacons here lay hands on you and the church behind, there's going to be something different rest upon you. It's fixing to come upon you. It's going to cause you to think different, to be different. It's going to move your life. And as I said, I don't know where God is going, where both of you is going to end up. I don't know. But stay humble and just realize to always give God the glory. I'm going to ask those up here to lay hands and Everybody else, just stretch your hand this way, and we're going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you, Lord, in behalf of this one. As I look back, Lord, for the past 2,000 years, hundreds and thousands of men and women have been called by you to carry your word and declare your truth. Lord, we anoint her right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We commission her. We ordain her. We send her forth, God, to follow this tradition of word. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Yeah, my Jesus, right now, Lord.
In your name, Lord. In your name, Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lydia Masandayata Makaya. Hala Masandayata Makataya. Shamakataya Masandayata. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Be it known unto thee this day, my daughter, for from the time that you entered this life, I have ordained thee for this time, for this moment. Even as I called my prophet John the Baptist and filled him with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb, I have called you. The things that have come about in your lifetime has come about to lead you to this day and this hour. And if you will stay true to me, if you will stay true to my word, I will take you into areas that you would never dreamed and thought of and used to touch many people for the gospel of Christ. Thus saith the Lord God Almighty. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. It is beautiful when you sense God's hand laid upon somebody. It was the year 1997 up in Ohio. Lord had been ordained as a, as a gospel minister, but it was 1997 under one of Bishop Carl Angle's meetings that Sister Darlene and myself was carried, called up front, and we was consecrated for the office of a bishop. Man, I thought I had known the Spirit of God, but there was something when Brother Angle laid his hands on us that day, she felt it too. And let me say this. There's other people in this congregation that God has got a special gift and calling in your life. And the only thing that he is waiting on is you. I know who some of you are. The Lord has told me. But God has 
kept me back from coming to you. He says, you've got to decide it on your own. You've got to decide it on your own. And don't let fear or what people may think stop you from fulfilling what God born you into this world for. Hallelujah. It's a sad thing when people are born and live this life their whole life and they die and go to the grave but never fulfill the purpose that God really wanted for them in their lives. Amen. Let's pray for her. Let's everybody stand. Give them a right hand of fellowship after we dismiss. Let her know we're going to pray for both of them because their ministry is joint. It's a joint ministry. Father, as we come today, we thank you and praise you for this service. It's been a powerful service. Thank you for what we felt and experienced. Thank you for your word. I thank you for this young couple here, Lord. I know you're going to use them. You're going to take them to great things in you. Help them to grow. Give them wisdom and understanding so they can do what you have them to do. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, let the church say, God bless everybody. We love you in the Lord. Wednesday night, Bible study, 7 o'clock.